And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Welcome to another edition of The Barbecue Show. We're so happy that you chose to join us. Barbecue Show each and every week, filmed in front of a live studio audience. Well, there's no film and there's no audience, so... But I always wanted to say that. Oh, yeah. That's the rest of the line that we right. have. Yeah, yeah that's all. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Stunt and Jake, uh, our names, that is Stunt. He's to my right. Good morning, sir. Good Afternoon. morning, Mark. Jake. Uh, thanks. Uh, so let's see. Big show coming up today. We've got another guest via telephone. We're going to have to start making rules. Like, you want to be on You want to be on the barbecue show? You got to show up. You got to show up. You got to come in. But well, people are busy. I get it. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, the phones are rough, but it'd be fun to have. It's fun to have people in studio, especially when they bring samples. On that note, we've yet to get our samples from the other guy. See, I was worried because we were both busy this week. Um, out of town, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, most of Tuesday, all of Tuesday, I guess. Anyway, um, is there a chance that someone stole our pocket bacon? I, <laughs> I love the word pocket bacon. I do too. It's and yes, there is a chance. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about is that somebody swiped our pocket bacon when we weren't I looking. have to make a phone call. I, just, I saw a box on the front desk of our radio station on uh, Wednesday or something, whatever it was. And I immediately grabbed it and checked the label. I was like, Ooh, no, not for <laughs> oh, us. Oh, no. Uh, imagine that. Engineering bought more stuff. Uh, anyway, we're so glad you joined us today because we are, we do have a guest. Uh, we're going to talk to Kurt. I can't say his last name. What is it? Uh, Van Aston. Oh, I can say Van Aston. I guess I just didn't have it written down. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he's with Shell's Beer and the brewery over in New Ulm. And they've got a big event coming up this weekend. Uh, it's going on today and tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, depending on when you're listening to us. Uh, smoking at Shell's. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a barbecue competition uh, that Stunt and I were going to enter together, but then he snuck around behind my back and decided to do it without me. And now he's felt so guilty, he's decided to withdraw. <laughs> All because of my guilt. How is, how is that? Did I sum it up perfectly? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the reason. <laughs> okay, maybe I feel not. like that's better reason than the real reason I'm not doing it. All right, well, then we'll just move on. But it is a cool event. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, shall we say... Barbecue expertise. I think so. I think it's a safe thing to say. Definitely, definitely. Um, the we got some rain this last weekend, which I might, I think, might have slowed some people down from the uh, the outdoor activities. I went to a family reunion up in Anoka. Yeah, places. I didn't even know I had family in Anoka. Uh, Speed dating event, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why. At the local YMCA, it was great. <laughs> Speed. It's too good. Uh, it's a long story. It has to do with parents that divorced when I was like three. Okay. And uh, family members, I like I said, I, my, we were trying to explain to our daughters, like, where we're going to, we're going to go, what? Where? It's like, well, there's this like other side of the world that doesn't, you know, you don't know exists, but there's going to be cousins and uncles and people you didn't know you were related to. So but, did we. <clears throat> We, and there was a few people, obviously, I knew, but we had a lot of fun and yeah. talked a lot of barbecue over there. Oh, it's so I good. mean, it's the universal language. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it really, I feel like, is kind of, you got, it's, I always say, if you don't know what to talk about in Minnesota, you start talking about the weather. And I feel like barbecue's coming into that same window, at least for us. I don't know. It's, it does have a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a great way to connect people. It's yeah. the language of love, barbecue. Yeah, that's true. So I've heard it always said, if you want to keep a man happy, you keep his stomach. F- you know what? Never mind. <laughs> so, um, it's the language of love. We'll leave yeah, it at that. Okay. The, so that's a good idea. So it was fun, though. And, but here's the thing, and I haven't tried this yet. I don't know why, but uh, Uncle, there's a lot of Irish on on that side that, that bleeds into me. Okay. <laughs> Weird, right? Uh, flat topping 
cabbage. What? Making and uh, yeah, Uncle Al was telling me this is like his new passion. Is he does he does cabbage and then he mixes in some other stuff like carrots and I don't even remember what else. Uh, he seasons it with some soy sauce and creates like a stir fry with a cabbage base rather than a. Um, you know, like a, a, sometimes he'll throw rice in with right. it or uh, not ramen noodles, but, you know, different things like that. And he said, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's really? absolutely phenomenal. Hit up a little citrus and steam it up good. And then uh, he, I thought, well, you know, I can see that. I can see where some cabbage, you could because you could do a lot with it. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities you can do different things with that. Yeah. I have not tried it. Uh, we also talked a little bit about uh, Smoking cheese. Oh, and, he, and more like you were saying, like a cold smoke. Like a cold, we talked about that off air a little bit. So a cold yeah. smoke more than just smoking cream cheese, right? Because the cream cheese is you're kind of you're kind of going for a little bit of that that softening and melting process, yeah. and um, and I think that's that's kind of cool. But this is more of like smoking a harder cheese, trying to get it in, infuse some of that smokiness to it. I'll be honest, I've never even explored the idea of what it would take to do that or how that process, what that looks like, mm-hmm. but it sure has piqued my interest. I would agree the same. I would love to smoke uh, some cheese, and then I also would love to smoke uh, some jerky. Like, we have to figure out a way to smoke jerky. Yeah, because that's more of a dehydrator thing than a... I mean, most jerky I've ever experienced with a smoke to it has been a liquid smoke used as part of the, oh, really? the marinade process, and then it's dried, but you... There's no reason you couldn't, you know, slow roll it with. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can smoke it to cure it. So we'll have to look into that. I, I've, I've, I started looking into it earlier this year. Then I'm like, ah, we'll wait till fall, and so we'll, we'll get, to, we'll try some this fall. Here's the thing I've come up with, and tell me what you think about this. Is uh, everyone is a little bit of an artist inside of them? They have an art form and an ability. They didn't know a talent. Yeah, uh, but sometimes that art form is embarrassing. <laughs> And here's what I've learned. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna start doing more smoking because do you know how much grief I get from people in this building and all my friends about my sous vide? <laughs> it's so terrible. Can you sous vide cream cheese and smoke oh, cheese? Oh, look or- at you. You're putting your food in water. That's great. Are you guys talking about uh, oh, water microwaves? Uh, Have you ever heard of a water microwave? I no, think in French wa- it's pronounced sous vide. <laughs> Yeah. You can find them right next to the, yeah. the Easy Bake Oven. Oh, my gosh. It's like, hey, you're going to microwave that steak? No, I'm going to microwave it, but in water. <laughs> so hear me so out. So when you say that people in this building give you a hard time, you mean Mr. Jake Ward. <laughs> oh, hi. I just showed up here on this wonderful day to hi. just completely rag on his souvenir. I think uh, mission accomplished. You should we definitely smoke that. more. That sounds like a great idea. I think you're right. Have I you heard of cold right. smoking? Well, it's when, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done it yourself? Yeah. I had a. I used to have the actual gun, the cold smoke gun, and it's the. What I liked about it is a nice little like add of smoky flavor without the three hour smoke cook. Really, so if you were someone who did water microwaves or souffles, <laughs> if you will, um, you could cheat and do that. But what I liked about it was if you make like an appetizer before the real smoke food comes out, and you add a little kick of flavor to it, is you cold smoke it real quick. Okay. So yeah, brilliant. Thanks for having you me. Just learned Thanks a lot you. right there. Yeah. You're welcome, guys. You, listen, we've learned one thing. If we need a good shortcut, Jake Ward is our guy. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And if you want water microwave food, Jake Palmer's your guy. <laughs> there, it there it is. I can't. I can't wow. argue that. It's yeah. a true story. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go home now. All right, see you <laughs> Thanks later. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, go, go better go start your smoker. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, anyway, the uh, the sous vide is a lot of fun, and we've we've had a good time with it. But yeah, Ward likes to give me a hard time. Uh, smoking at Shells Shells Brewery over in New Ulm. That's uh, this weekend. Great big event. They have all kinds of events they do all the time. And so uh, we'll get the the lowdown from Kurt here in just a few minutes. Before we get to our interview today, we should get to the barbecue show tip, tip of, of the week. week. Now I'm not saying I'm a professional by any means, but uh, this is called. Rolling with the flow, and I had my tip all ready to go, and I just shifted just now. Like it. How do you cold smoke? Here is your tip on how to do so. As it's a high-risk, high-reward technique, bacterial inhibition is 100% your biggest priority. Hmm. Okay. So you have to cure the meat by dehydrating. Salt's going to work wonders for you. Then hang this meat, hang the meat among good airflow for 1 to 12 hours, which will help develop a uh, dry, sticky coat of meat of that than you on the outside of it. So okay. it's kind of sounding a little bit more jerky like at that point, right? Right, right. Below 90 degrees Fahrenheit is what you smoke it at. And a cold smoker designed to keep the meat away from the fire, which otherwise sort of defeats the whole purpose. Note that anything but the smallest cuts will likely take days to cold smoke. So cold smoking at 90 degrees is what you normally smoke at. Wow, that is cold. Forget everything I said before that. Let's just wrap our heads around that part alone. Okay. 90 degrees for more than one day of in the smoker. Um. All right, good tip. Well, that was not a great tip at all. Don't don't need to fill me up for that. But uh, you know mm-hmm. what? Oh, we'll get. To, I have one now, saved for next week, and we'll use it then. All right. Uh, adequate tip. Thank you. <laughs> we'll talk to Kurt from over at Shells Brewery in New Ulm, and uh, we're gonna talk about smoking at Shells. We'll do it next when the barbecue show continues. Stick around for more of the barbecue show right after this. Welcome back to the barbecue show with Stunt and Jake. Welcome back to the barbecue show with Stunt and Jake and Stunt. Very excited about our guest. Would you give him a big fanfare like introduction? Even though he's on the phone, we still appreciate him. I sure can. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, boys and girls, this is Kurt Van Asten. What's up, guys? Wow, that Kurt, I'm not gonna lie, that might be one of the bigger introductions we've ever had. So yeah, that was starting that go way back. So we had a lot to hype up there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can see that man. It worked out well. Well, listen, uh, Kurt, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, let's not bury the lead. Uh, we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure, in a minute. But let's let's get the plug in first because you guys have the smoking. At, is it smoking at shells or smoking on shells or smoking at shells? Shells is on fire. <laughs> yeah, smoking at shells, yeah. I like it. I like it. What, what's uh, what's the format of this uh, BBQ contest? Yeah, so it's a backyard barbecue cook-off. Um, so essentially anyone that's, um, you know, for first-timers or those guys that kind of bring those rigs behind their trucks, not those big national guys, but uh, we'll get anything from a guy that'll just roll up with his uh, with his grill to those guys that have the, the full-on rigs that they pull on to some of these competitions. Uh, this is the first time we've done this. Um, we've done, like, chili cook-offs and things like that in the past, um, and you know, I just kind of found an area here in the fall that, you know, how do we wrap up the beer garden season when it's still nice out? People are still looking for something to do. Um, we're just a couple weeks before Oktoberfest. You know, what, what do we do? So, you know, everyone, we're in football season. Everyone's grilling. The weather is perfect. I said, why don't we just slam all that together and, and, and hold the competition? Let's uh, let's talk about that really quick. You said beer garden season. Uh, Kurt is the visitor center's general manager over there at Shell's Brewery in New Ulm. And right. you, you guys have an awesome facility. Obviously, if you've got a chance to tour it, or if you've been around it, you drink the product. If, if you ever want to get a chance to go to you guys, check out the beer hall and the beer garden. It is incredible. The photos you share from summer events out there are really cool, too. So putting a nice bow on at the end of the season, I bet you is welcomed by a lot of people. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. We've, you know, 
we've kind of ramped down the summer with, you know, Labor Day hits and everyone's kind of busy with school and work and gearing up for fall, but, you know, we're not quite done yet. So, you know, we, our new beers are out, those, those fall beers, things like that. So how do we, how do we have one last hurrah before we start like, you know, next week is um, new Alms Oktoberfest. The week after that is our Oktoberfest. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're bam, bam, bam. And you're looking at snow, unfortunately. So it's like, how do we, how do we kick this into high gear as long as we can? And, and, you know, just kind of, feed off of that that momentum that we've had all summer so where did this idea come from to kind of have this as your your wrap-up yeah so um you know just i've done a few events like this in the past in past jobs um kind of big rib fest smaller rib fest things like that so um, a big thing for us is it's kind of a two-day overarching event this weekend so uh, what we're doing is it's Porktober Feast is the grand <laughs> theme, and it's uh, it's a two-day event. So we're going to do uh, smoking at shells. So that's your competition, live music, enjoy outside, food trucks, kind of more of that fun, laid-back, uh, get-after-it atmosphere. And then that's Saturday. And then Sunday is ribbon at Turner Hall. So Turner Hall always has this. I think they're on their, like, 10th year of, like, a rib uh, fundraiser um, where people come and buy the ribs, things like that. Uh, kind of a nice, big, huge uh, celebration for them and a good fundraiser for, for Turner Hall. So they were looking at possibly uh, moving their stuff to the fall, and I was secretly planning this. Um, <laughs> and all of a sudden, the word got out that we're both kind of planning a rib thing on the same weekend. Um, so we kind of put our brains together. Uh, we wrapped up um, with some sponsors. I mean, it's October 1st, kicks off pork uh Pork Month, so um, Southern Minnesota is huge for pork production and pork producers. So we teamed up with three companies that generously donated all the ribs to all of this. So we, a huge thank you to them. But uh, yeah, it's uh, an overarching two-day thing of if you love the meat sweats, we got you covered for two days. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I love that. <laughs> that's what it's all about. I'll tell you right now. Uh, that's fantastic. That sounds like a bunch of fun. How has the um, how's the uh, the visitor center been going and the brewery and stuff? That's having fun with that. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, we're uh, we're we are so busy this summer. I think you know it was the first summer everyone kind of got their feet back after COVID and started to, to travel a little bit more. So um, you know we we had a huge summer and it really hasn't slowed down on the weekends. You know, the weekdays are tougher with kids at school and people not traveling. But man, our weekends have just kept coming and coming and coming. So we're hoping that uh, that keeps up and you know we can ride that momentum into the into the fall and, and winter here and. What we try to do here is just pump out events, get people on campus to learn about us. I mean, we've been around for 164 years, and some people still don't know our, our brewery or our beer. So it's how do we capture those audiences coming up with these different events, whether it be a Halloween thing or a rib cook-off or something, some big festival or just kind of a, a paint class or class reunions out here. Just how do we get people on campus to just give them that little taste of shells and get them hooked, and, and then they want to come back for more. I love that. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we could get into that whole thing, but in a world of light beers, <clears throat> you guys stand apart. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. So um, I know you're feeling it's got, it, do, do you find it frustrating? Something like, like, for example, I'm the president of the curling club. No, pro, no mistake about that in Mankato. We talk about it quite frequently. We've been here since 1903. And I run into people all the time, like, oh, I didn't know we had a club. I'm like, really? Thanks. Can't thank you enough for the help. So that's got to be frustrating sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when you talk to a lot of people, like, oh, yeah, that was my grandpa's beer. You know, I remember drinking that with my uncles. You know, when when this all started, you know, being a local brewery meant, you know, we're in New Orleans. I mean, Madison and Milwaukee, that was local. I mean, but now... 
Now you draw a circle, you know, 40, 45 minutes around New Ulm. There's 17, 18, 19 small breweries, you know. How incredible is that? And Cato and, and Medelia, all these smaller towns are starting like it used to be, the small town breweries and, you know, everyone's coming and going and coming in and out. I mean, at one time, um, New Ulm had multiple breweries. I mean, it's just, it, it's, ebbs and flows but you know somehow some way uh new Ulm and shells have just been at the forefront and supported each other through prohibition and a whole bunch of other things and and we've remained here for you know we're on our, our sixth generation of family owned family run company here so we got 164 plus years under our belt of what to do what people like bringing that german heritage and um this town really embraces shells and shells really embraces new Ulm, and um you know it's 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 a different landscape now. It's a harder landscape to, you know, to try to get lines when all the local breweries and things want their brew out. And, you know, there's a little bit more competition, but, um, you know, it's just a different way of marketing. And But, uh, you know, once things stand true, if you make good beer, people will find you. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about that. I love that, too. Just quickly, 164 years in that the fact that people need to know. I always love to share this information. The second oldest brewery, Family-owned in America, and I just I love that. And then you teamed up with uh, the Turner Hall, which is like the oldest bar in Minnesota, too, isn't it? Yep. So they're the oldest bar, and we are the second oldest family-owned brewery in the country, and we are the oldest business in Minnesota. That's so cool. That is amazing. That is as well. and as long as we're talking history, nineteen nineteen root beer came about because. Yep. So when prohibition came, you know, it's hard to be a brewery when you can't sell beer for like 11 years. So, or, you know, alive. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what they, what they did is they shifted uh, some selling candy and making root beer and you can make near beer. It was 0.05% of a beer. So what happened was a lot of people would grab our beer and throw it into a still and distill it and make some moonshine type beer just to get that flavor. But I mean, with without having beer, we had to shift, and a lot of breweries ended up closing down because they weren't willing to adapt or get innovative with the product and things like that. So when the appeal came back and we were able to brew again, we were using that equipment. So it was easy to just turn it back to beer. A lot of these other companies maybe tried to come back, but they were having issues. They haven't used your equipment in a decade. And, you know, all those issues that come with a manufacturing process that just halted to a stop and you want to start it right back up, there's there's things that you have to deal with. And for us, um, you know, our, our management at the time was smart enough to keep the, the cogs turning and, and keeping people employed. So it's kudos to those and those guys that made it through those times for sure. And, yeah, 1919, uh, it's named after the, the namesake of we couldn't make beer, so let's make something that people will enjoy. So here comes the root beer. That's a that's a great story, and it's and the, the the not only the story of the root beer, but the story of resilience and community, uh, you know, and just keeping it going because you know it's, it's a lot of folks could just hang it up if they wanted yeah. to, and you guys kept going. And I want to say I think the the average listener right now to the barbecue show, especially, is probably thinking I had no idea that there was just a switch where you go from root beer to regular beer <laughs> to really really good beer. I had no idea. I thought it was much more complicated than that. It is a little more complicated. <laughs> yeah. Is it a really big switch? You know, <laughs> it's probably yeah, just a tiny button. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, you're like, don't push that red button. <laughs> Why? Remember near beer? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, that's 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 awesome. How are the numbers looking for the uh, for the event Saturday? Is it good, man? We have 20 teams registered, um, which basically we, that's our entire footprint for our parking lot. So we, 
we were hoping to get, you know, up to 20 our first year and uh, bam, we're there. So um, we're full up. Um, we have five certified judges coming down that are the real deal and know what's going on. And then we have a plethora of kind of local guys and gals um, from the private sector, public sector, you know, community uh, personalities to kind of be that color commentary and try to figure out if they know good barbecue or not uh, <laughs> in that judge's room as well. So it'll be a fun mix of people. Uh, and it's always fun to to have the people around kind of scoping things out and, you know, trying to get little tidbits of information from people of how to do better barbecue. I mean, you got 20 people that signed up to compete. So there's a lot of knowledge in this parking lot. If you're looking for, for someone to, how do you do this or what temperature are you using or when do you do this? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of masters that'll be on grounds that day. And the best part about those barbecue competitions, especially something like this at a brewery, everybody's going to walk around, they're going to talk as they drink their beer and guys on the barbecue pits and everything else, they love, we talked about this before in the show so many times, they love the chat. They love to talk oh, about, yeah. oh, we're using this kind of wood, we're doing this. People love to do that, and so it's going to be a great opportunity for them to enjoy uh, learning more about the process and about what everybody else is cooking and how they cook. Yeah, and we have a, a local company that's going to do a green egg. We have a professional, um, uh, one of the green egg, he's going to do a demo, um, how to do that kind of stuff, so... There's going to be learning opportunities on campus. Um, we'll have two food trucks. We have a donut truck and a barbecue truck. So a little spit of sweet, a little bit of savory to go with the smells on the ground. Love and it. Our head, our head brewer was nice enough to make us a custom one-off beer for the day. So we have a smoked Hellas that's going to be tapped at 9 o'clock while kegs last. So <laughs> that's a specialty beer just for us. Uh, for this event. So we're pretty excited to have something unique and fun that plays off of uh, the smells that you're going to be taking in. That is really cool. That's a great idea. That is. That's just such a fantastic idea. Uh, All right. Before, uh, excuse me, Kurt, before we let let you go, uh, let's cover the brewery first. If people want to come over, take a tour, check out the, you know, all the digs and and it's a lot of fun, you know, to to be over there. Uh, What's the best way to go about that? Website, phone number, what? Yep. So, yeah, you can either just hit up on Facebook. You can find us there. Um, otherwise, uh, shellsbrewery.com. Um, I mean, there's a ton of stuff on there if you want to explore the history of the brewery. We kind of have the then till now uh, aspect of there, our event pages. Um, you know, we have Oktoberfest coming up here, so it's always a sight to see a couple thousand people running around in Durndles and Lederhosen and having a, <laughs> a huge time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're constantly busy. Um, we do tours during the, the summer, seven days a week. We're kind of in our fall and winter schedule moving forward here after Labor Day. Uh, but you can still come on the weekends, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. We uh, host uh, public tours. They're just 10 bucks. You learn about the history. You walk through the brewery, and then you get some sampling at the end. It's a pretty good deal, and you learn a lot and have a lot of bit, uh, fun. Um, and then if you're still kind of thirsty after that or more thirsty for knowledge, um, you know, with the beer halls open, you can grab whatever you like out of there. Uh, and we actually just implemented a self-guided walking tour on the ground. It's QR code based. Um, you snap it up and there's 20 spots around the brewery that you can, we handpicked to basically stop, learn a little bit more about us. It's um, about a 15 minute walk um, and you can expand the information on your phone and, and really dive deep into what the buildings were or why we have peacocks or why the deer are there or what <laughs> happened here. Um, we, uh, we uh, had a lot of fun with that, implementing that, and that just went up a couple of weeks ago. So we're, we've had a lot of people take that during the week now that we don't have the tours during the week, and uh, we've had tons of positive feedback on that. So that's a cool new interactive feature uh, that we have and we'll be developing still more uh, through the winter. So that's pretty cool. I've been on the tours before, and I, I now this this QR code tour sounds really cool because it's just a fun atmosphere to be out there, especially with the fall colors right now. So if you get a chance, check that out. And then the beer hall, 
Uh, you guys just built that a few years ago, and that has just been really cool for you guys to have that space to have uh, people come out there and drink and sample all those beers just freshly brewed right across the street there. Yeah, I mean, they roll the barrels right across and we hook them up. And, you know, our hours are a little wonky if you're used to breweries. I mean, during the weekdays, we close at 5. Um, we have busy days, uh, kind of later days on Fridays and Saturdays. But um, the family is so community-based. They don't want to drive any business away from New Ulm. So what happens is we hope people come and pack this. And at 8 o'clock on a Saturday, we say, we're closed. We're not open until 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Go downtown and join New Ulm, take in that atmosphere. There's no reason that you have to stay here all night. So that's a, a huge thing that the family, um, again, the, like I said, in, in the past, the city supported us and we support the city. And you can see, even to this day, the, the respect that they have to not to be a steward of New Ulm, but not be the only reason that people come here. So that's pretty cool. There you go. Oh, it sounds great, and it sounds like a bunch of fun, and it's always—it's one of those things, if you haven't toured the brewery in a while, go tour it again, because it's always changing, and it's still interesting and fun. So, Kurt, listen, we can't thank you enough for the time. Uh, thanks for uh, everything, and good luck this weekend with the, with the whole barbecue contest, and I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of you soon. Perfect. Appreciate it, guys. All right, another great event. Uh, stunt, I think it's going to be awesome. I agree. I think it'll be a lot of fun, and it's this weekend in New Orleans, so if you get a chance, get to it. And if you're there, you can look around and find new creative ways to experiment and have fun. Now go fire that thing up. The Barbecue Show. Hashtag. With Stunt and Jake. Hashtag. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.